0: guns and Supercoach guns and hello and welcome to the Supercoach guns and Adrianosaurus show I am Adrianosaurus. I'm your host uh, and I'm the coach of Adriana Stoinis- for uh super coach purposes this year that's my team name it's the same name i had last year actually i had rex on the end like it's a t-rex adriana stoinus rex but i've chucked the rex and i'm just adriana stoinus this year uh welcome to the show nathan from super coach guns how are you mate i'm well thank you
1: for having me uh right. um, yeah you have a, do, you have a do you have a team name episode uh pretty bland just nathan's Eleven.
0: <laughs> i always try to go something in the yeah. adrianosaurus there's some sort of saurus theme but that's all right maybe we can you know we'll you know bump heads and see if we can come up with a new, you know more catchy sort of e- interesting sort of name but well you can be nathan's 11 you did better than i did last year I'll so <laughs> it's not too bad <laughs> all righty well welcome to the show um we'll kick off the show I think with some some basic news that's been happening around BBL, Um, the first one I want to ask you about is the Rashid Khan injury. Is this going to put him in doubt Mm. um, for round one of the BBL?
1: Um, Look, in all honesty, I don't know yet. Um, If it's like a bad knee injury, then, yeah, he's in significant doubt. But I keep reading... Articles about how Rasheed's playing at Adelaide against Australia for the first time. So, unless I'm completely out of the loop, he might be okay.
0: Yeah, might be just one of those ones that we'll have to, you know, people will have to scramble. We know that the Adelaide strikers are on the double game round straight up um, in round one. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, it'll be interesting. I know what my plan is immediately. will it'll be another player that we will discuss. Um, Dre Russ, he's been the he's obviously the um replacement for the number one draft pick, Liam Livingston. He's coming in for a four-game stint for the Renegades. Um, it's a real pity you can't stay for five games, isn't it? Because we know the Renegades yeah. have a double game in round five. Can you own him uh for, oh, for that little four-game stint? Well.
1: His price has just come through, and it's 145000 So, look, it's probably right around where I'd be comfortable paying for him. Um, in saying that, I don't think he's a start round one. But if you wanted to go with a left-field pick, then Andre Russell's not a bad one. He's going to be very involved for the Renegades. It um, kills any sort of relevance that Bill Sutherland had as well. Um, But, yeah, he's going to be in that good all-rounder role, you know, batting the top six, bowling close to his full four overs. Um, I I think he's a fair pick. Yeah, Um, I mean, I think
0: think if you're going to have him, you might as well just take him right from round one because you've got a four-game stint. I think it's a Sam's-like kind of role he's going to probably have with those renegades. Um, it is a real pity that it's not a double game round that you could get from him as well. But I think that's a reasonable price. Yeah. You know, would you prefer him to Dan Christian? Um, I think if you're a Dan Christian connoisseur and you, you're making way for someone in your team like Dan Christian, you could maybe go Dre Russ if you want to have a little four game sort of tickle on a pod. I think he'll probably be highly Mm. owned, but I think it's a really good addition. I was spewing when he didn't get picked up in the draft. I just, he's got so much swag and it's great to see him in the BBL for sure.
1: Yeah. And, you know, if he's in reasonable form, then he'll produce a lot of super coach points as it's been demonstrated in the past.
0: I think he's one that you could probably entertain if you're a bit of a pod hunter. Um, well, we'll get across the uh, the basics. Follow us on all the socials, Supercoach Guns. Guns. Um, I'll tag them in every kind of format that I release the podcast on: on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, and I'll tag them in it, give them a follow, and give me a follow as well. Uh, my link will be there to my link tree, and you can follow me on all the socials that I have. Um, it'd be great to have you along. Someone was actually give, sending me. DMs on Twitter um, saying that, that I'm their favorite podcast for a nobody and i was like oh nobody i mean wow. i'm pretty well known in there and he's like you haven't even got a thousand followers on twitter mate and i was like i don't know i've never looked at my bloody followers And so, hang on a second i'll go and have a look and i don't even have a thousand i think that's a shame I, i'm but i'm really not someone who gives a rat's ass about it to be quite honest but i've never been called a nobody you know <laughs> by somebody he's actually got a lot more followers than i do but uh, oh. you know well, granted i was a little hurt by that savage yeah, so let's get ADO up to 1,000 minimum so that this bloke will talk to me, eh? Great. Right. Um, now, I saw on Instagram you guys at The Guns release a fabulous schedule of content leading up to the BBL. You and I, we do a podcast together as a combo. I release different things. I'm pretty much Slack. I do a podcast and one post with some graphics about a player or about a theme. You do a lot more sort of in-depth stuff. Can you talk us through it for the listeners?
1: Yeah, so what we do is we've come up with a seven-day schedule uh, for our pre-season content. And so what we've got is we've um, we've labelled it by days. So on Monday, uh, we're going to update you on... We've got five admins working on it. So we've got five people, uh, five people's teams that you're going to see almost each Monday and see the changes that they've made throughout the week. And then Tuesday... Um, we're going to be reviewing a few of the followers' teams. We're do feedback on those. And, um, yeah, we're going to look through just in-depth analysis on each team, on a few of the teams that are sent through. Um, then on Wednesday, we're always doing uh, follower Q&As. Q um, we're trying to answer this, those on these, this podcast here, but some of them, if we don't get to it, I will answer by the story. Uh, Thursday we're going to do individual team previews um, and that's going to involve just full-on looking at the predicted 11, the guns, the traps, the pods, the cheapies, you know, full-on assess almost every player in each team squad just about. On the Friday you're looking at um, something we call do-your-own-research super coach, which is essentially where we will pull out a player and find out, you know, go incredibly depth into this player so like last week we had a look at Billy Stanlake and we found that well he's averaged 60 in the past and he's usually good for a 40 average if he's not injured and so he's not even 70,000 so there's some value there that's an example yeah yeah and considering we record yeah and then on the weekends you know we record the podcast usually later in the week so The podcast. promotion of the podcast as well. Yep. And then on Sunday, yep, us. And then Sunday we will do, uh, again, follow a team feedback as well because we get a lot of DMs and sometimes we can't reach them all. So two days a week is optimal for that.
0: Beautiful. Sounds great. I'm going to, you're going to be, obviously I always tag you guys, in you know, on all the socials. I reckon that's a hell of a good follow because it's just wall to wall info. And also the team previews, looking at other people's team. I get a lot of um, DMs, people going, what do you reckon about my team? And I help them out as much as I can, but I get a little busy. I think yeah. that's a great, um, you know, a great thing to do for the the listeners out there. And I should let everyone know I'll put a link out there to a WhatsApp group that with Nathan and I are going to, Um, head up. That's because I've had a few people on different formats. Twitter, a guy said, I don't have a Facebook and I'm not on Instagram. How, where I, you know, can I send you messages and stuff? Um, same with people on Facebook. So at least if it's a WhatsApp, I can get every everyone across all um, formats. Anyone who's a fan of the show or follows the guns or follows me, we'll get, we'll get the link up and you can ask us live questions like 10 minutes before the game. And if obviously if we're watching and we're noticing, but there'll be obviously other people in there that'll help you as well. Go and don't trade that person in. And I reckon he's going to you know, flop or whatever, and you can get some live help from everyone. I think it's good to chat again, yeah, you know, with people who are fans of the show. So I'll release that with our podcast and on the socials, and you can jump in the WhatsApp group if you like, and you can get some help from ADO and uh, you know, and the guns will will help you out. Um, all right. The World Cup, as it's going on now, it looks like Australia's going to miss the finals. I, I tipped that. I tip, we're going to flop hard. And um, look, it's still mathematically possible for the Aussies to make it. I kind of love the brand of Cricket England play, so I would have been spewing if they missed it. Um, has anybody from the World Cup that is going to be playing in the Big Bash caught your eye?
1: Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Yep. So... The uh, main player that has absolutely stood out for me this World Cup is uh, Shadab Khan from Pakistan. So he's had scores of 30, 120, 120. And in a game that's going on right now, he just got out for – in the first innings, he scored 52 runs off 22 balls, which translates to 87 points before he's even bowled a ball.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's some pretty telling stuff. I've seen him in. I saw him bowling the other night, and I was and he think he picked up three wickets. He's such a competitor. Um, I I brought him into the team because I, I I was like, well, he's not a double game round player early but he's basically going to get a bat and a bowl every game. He's an exceptional bowler in T20s. And we're seeing the the batting as well. Um, I think in that Hurricanes lineup early, he could get, you know, bat uh, five or six, we're going to go over the Hurricanes lineup. But I've brought him into my team. I'll tell you one that has caught my eye. When we last left off on the podcast, I had Trent Bolt in my team. He's since left my team, but he is an absolute animal for um, T20 and he's looking sensational in this world cup.
1: Mm. Oh yeah. He's, I was wrong. I was wrong with Trent Bolt. I thought, you know, he hasn't really taken a bag of wickets in a little while. And sure enough, as soon as I say it, he's taken six wickets in his last two games, you know, that's the way it rolls. Um, another person who's been um not another person but this guy's been really hot and cold um is Riley Rousseau mm. so he's just gotten out for six or seven off six in this game against Pakistan um and he scored a three ball duck in the game before that but he did score 110 off 55 balls or something stupid like that so he's you know he's got the high ceiling he's in He's got the ability to score big runs in Australia. He's just very inconsistent, but you pay for that and you've got four full, full games out of him in the first two rounds. To say that he's not going to do well in at least one of those games is a bit absurd.
0: Yeah, I think the main thing with him, 100K and, you know, back-to-back doubles, you know, you've got to probably take a punt on a couple of um of, of those blokes in the Thunder lineup. I, um, I absolutely felt... You know, vindicated in my Hales pick. I just thought if Hales acclimatized... He's, he's, he's played in Australia a lot, so he's pretty much acclimatized to Australian conditions. He is a hot and cold player. I call him an X-Factor player, but it was really good to see him in the World Cup do well in the last match. Um, He was hitting them pretty crisp. I think he is somebody that I'm happy to, happy to own. He's been in my team since Round 1, just because he's got a bit of the maxis about him. I know he doesn't bowl and you know he's not the best fielder in the world, is he? He's okay, um, but he, if he is on in the batting, it can be a one fifty, and you know he's a thunder player who's going to have back to back doubles. So I was I was really happy to see him do well in the World Cup. Um, I I had Shadab on there as well with you. It was good to see Stoin doing well as well. Which as if you're not going to go Stoin, he's um yeah. absolute value. I am hearing that he may not bowl in this BBL, but he's an opening bat who's starting with a double. So um, you know, he and he's cheap.
1: Yeah. Well, look, in good news for Australia, he's playing tomorrow tomorrow against Afghanistan. So that's a step in the right direction at the very least. Absolutely. Um hopefully he's fully fit to play. Also, for those who you'll probably know by now when this comes out, but Aaron Finch is said to be ruled out. So Cameron Green's going to get a gig. Yeah. Um, I would love to see how he goes in a role. That's probably, you know, probably the role that he plays when he comes back from the test side for the Perth Scorchers mm. opening and bowling a quite a lot of overs.
0: Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how he goes. Um, Look, uh, we can go over players that we're getting a little bit cold on, but we're going to go through our lineups as we (laughs) have them now compared to when we last spoke. In the last podcast, Mm -hmm. we went through our teams. I mentioned that I've got rid of Bolt. We'll look at where we were in the last podcast and where we are now. You're crazy if you just made your team and you haven't changed it. I've been watching the (laughs) World Cup. I I was like, I've got to get Shadab in, and I... You know, I've been watching Bolt going, I took him out and I'm, it's making me nervous. But we'll have a look at our teams, where they were and what changes we've made. I've got your team down. You'll obviously remember your team as well. But I've got yeah. it here on because I listened to our podcast to see if I sound like a bloody idiot on the podcast. But, you know, I've got our teams here. So let's go through my team first. Um, In the keeper position, on our last podcast, I had Jilks and I had Inglis in my um wiki keeper spot. Um, I haven't changed that. I have been in a few chats that have floated ideas that Jilkes won't open. Some people have said he's not even going to be in the team. I, mean, I don't know who's going to wiki-keep. Is it Baxter Holt that can wiki-keep? I reckon that um Jilkes is a better foil for um Alex Hales than someone like Cutting, who's exactly the same as Hales. I think he's a good foil, and I think they showed a – showed a nature of wanting to open with him last year. I think he's yeah. a good keeper. I think he's a better batter than Holt. So I reckon he's actually going to open. Look, if he doesn't open and he's batting at, say, seven or eight, there's no point owning him, is there?
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely not. Uh, the big thing that I took away from the Thunders lineup last year is that they don't quite trust Jukes with the gloves, but they like him for his batting. So they're yeah. actually willing to play him as a batsman, pure yeah, batsman.
0: Yeah, that's right. I and mean, they may
1: play Holt. Yeah. They may still play Holt at seven or eight as their keeper. Now, is it a wise thing in the modern day? Probably not. But I would probably just suck up as keeping if I'm a Thunder. But, you know, that's up to them. In terms of Jilks, um, he did sort of have a breakout summer last year. You know, he established – he showed some potential, scored that fantastic 98 or something. Yeah. Um, you know – he should be taking a step forward this year. I see no reason why he wouldn't open. The only reason he didn't do it in the back part of last year is because Kawaja came back. Yep. Uh, so I I do think Jilks is a good pick. Yep. Um, I, I think, do think he bats in the top order for sure. Yeah.
0: I, I think, look, I would love if it was opening. If it wasn't open, just say he was batting at five or six, I reckon I'd try to move funds around and get Joe Clark in. Because yeah. I, I, Joe Clark's one that I really, I've got I'm a bit of a sickie for Joe Clark. Um, if it's an opening bat, it's the same as Stoin opening the bat. I don't care if he's not going to bowl. Um, I like an opening bat. You go to these top three batters, you know, top four if they've got a better, you know, a bowl or something as well. Top five if they're bowling, but if they're bat alone, I want openers and I want you know, first drops. So I really want him opening. I can't see him batting anywhere other than open. In in my opinion, I've even heard Hale say that he just likes the mojo of those two together. I think it was when um, Jilks had that big innings of the 90 odd points, 98 runs. I've got Jilks and Inglis in there at the moment. Someone sent me a question going, what are you going to do in round two (laughs) when um, both of them on the double game? Well, I'll probably bring in a keeper. You know, maybe, uh, you know, on into my bat and then I can move them around like that. Um, That hasn't changed in my team. In the batting position, I did have um, Matt Short, Maxi, Sam's, Hales, and Tim David. Um, David's gone. I flicked Tim David out of my team. You'll see why I've, and I've brought Stoin up, who I had in my bowling. He's come up to take over David's spot. Stoin is in my, um, batting now and David is out of the team because I wanted to manage my funds. And you know, David, he's gonna bat in that Hurricanes lineup. He has absolutely got X Factor, hasn't he? Um and he's cheap as chips. So I think it's probably a silly move, if I'm being honest, but I landed my funds well enough to get the players that I want. Um, and it, it came at the expense of Tim David, because he hasn't, he's gonna bat you know, five six, isn't he? You know, in that lineup. So he's out. Um, and I've also um that's the only change in my starting. It's it's Tim David out and stewing up from the bowl on my bench. I did have um Chris Lynn and Connolly. Um, the bottom price cheapy um jewel Lynn is out and Rosso is in. Um, I got rid of Lynn. Um, I saw enough from uh, Rosso. Yeah, like you said, he he he's a bit hit and miss but I'm sure his hit rate's better than Lin's. Um, mm. I'm hearing I'm hearing chat that Lynn's going to open the batting and Weatherall might come in at three. That's I reckon Lynn is probably still worth a punt at his price, yeah. you know, but I, I don't know how many people are going to have Lynn and Rossell, you know, because they're probably at the same yeah. price point.
1: It's sort of why Rossell feels like the better quality battle, and that's why, if in doubt, just pick the quality player.
0: Yeah, so that was my changes in the bat. Um, David is out, Lina's out, and Rossell was in, and Stoin comes up to bowl. Um, in my bowling, I had Rashid Khan, Trent Bolt, which I'm I'm rueing the fact that I got rid of him, but the funds um, have worked out for me. Um, Willie de Grandhomme, and I had Stoin in um, bowl, but obviously Stoin's gone up to bat. Nathan coulter Nile has come in. Um, look, you talked me into him um, last chat because I'm I'm really off Zampa and I haven't loved the what I've seen from Zampa I mean he, look he's economical but I just think Nathan Coulter-Nile where I'm predicting he's going to he's he's going to come in and get maybe some tonking at the end of an innings and he is a wicket taker um and he's a point of difference so I've I brought him in um and I had the funds to do it um but obviously um that's storing up to bat so it's going to become Nathan Coulter-Nile um Bolt is out I got rid of Bolt so that I could get in Shadab Khan. Shadab Khan's come in. He wasn't in my team. He's gone to bowl now. He's a bit cheap, 60K cheaper um but i do lose bolt don't i and it's a real nervous thing for me to do but i needed to find the funds and you'll see what i've done with my funds when i get to my bench um those are the changes in the starting lineup on my bench i had nisa and Keller Potha. now i have um i still have Keller Potha, but i'm going to probably go with whoever's got late games and is a low price cheapie. i hope we get another nuff um cheapy that is a jewel and i can move in between bat and bowl um but i have brought in Jai richardson um on the bench we were in a chat um on twitter with all of the you know podcasters and content creators and they were posing questions like well how are you going to afford richo and mitch marsh in round two you know with straight swaps if maxi fails the fund's not going to work necessarily for you um and I was like, well, yeah, what am I getting Nesser in for round three? I can probably get Nesser because there's not a lot of options in the Brisbane heat. I'll get him right on round three. He may even be in the test team and not be available. So I'd kick myself in the pants if I did, if he was out and I'd already started with him in round one, whereas Richo, in there, I've got two scorches now stowed for round two in Inglis and Richardson. And he's just gonna sit on my bench and now I've just got to find Mitch Marsh money. It's probably gonna be maxi. But even if I've got to get rid of a maxi and a Nathan Coulton Isle or whatever I've got to get rid of, um, I'm not trying to find because you know, at his price, he's not hundred K, is he? Um, he's not he's not terribly cheap. So I've spent the bolt money to have Richardson on the bench. I can still run a team of a full starting lineup of double game round players. um, And I've just spread the funds a little bit. So essentially now I've got a reserve on my bench in round one, who is a hundred K plus I've got two nuffs though (laughs) on my benches in Connolly and in Kalapotha, but but uh, each game I've got enough option who I can use to loop into 100 plus K players, you know, who I'm going to get a look at as a loop um, option. So I feel much more confident about the team. I've got two quality reserves so I can get a look at each week in an early, early game. I'm going to probably put it on, um, I, I don't know, in that first game, it could be Rossau, it could be Stoyne. I'm probably... Rossow on the bench because of Stoyne's been in good form. I'll have it on Rossow. If he does well, I'll bring him in. And if not, you know, I'll use, um, I'll use me benchy. Um, So, you know, that's the team as I've changed. It was a couple of changes. I'm scared about not owning bolt. Um, Your team. Do you remember it? Or do you want me to go through it?
1: Oh, yeah, I might have to get you to go through it. I think i made four or five, or maybe even six changes. So, well you
0: it'll yeah. be it'll be interesting to you to know what you had. Um yeah. in in keeper you had Gilks and Inglis.
1: I yeah, I haven't touched that. That's that feels like the right with the keeper combination to start round one.
0: Yep. Uh, in the batting you had um Matt Short, you had Maxi, you had Willing, you had Shadab, and you had Stoy.
1: Yeah, okay. So the starting batsman, I have moved Stoinis down to bowl. Um, you know, move that's sort of like the opposite of what you've done, but for the same result, kind of. Um, and I've, <laughs> oh, I've I've put in Marcus Harris from the Melbourne Renegades.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, hang on. Yeah. I've got a sound effect for that. Are you for
1: real? Are you for real? <laughs> yep. Yes, I am, and and look, yeah, absolutely bludgeoned wife.
0: it in the old um, Reggie's last week. He was he looked sensational.
1: Yeah, look, he might not be you know a great T twenty batsman, but he's almost a lock to open the batting for the Melbourne Renegades. He's sixty two and a half thousand dollars as well, like an opener at sixty two and a half thousand dollars with Test match pedigree, even though it wasn't great. Mm -hmm. He's got a bit of class about him. He's a good loop option, and I've done that. I've got a loop with Rousseau and Harris going, and the bench would be still Rousseau and Cooper Connolly. So Harris is just a bench option. It's for a loop, but he's my uh, main star cheapie, I guess, that outside of the normal.
0: Yeah. On your bench, um, you had uh, Riley Russell and Cam Green.
1: Oh, okay. No, I have taken out Cam Green. I needed the extra money, so I've taken him out and I'm putting Cooper Connolly. I would have kept Cam Green, but I was off by $1,000. Ah, oh,
0: yeah. So. It's, always, it's always the way, isn't it? Um, on your bowling, you had Rushi Khan, you had Dan Sams, you had Dan Christian, and you had DeGranholm and Nathan Coulton-Isle.
1: All right, so to manufacture a move later on, I have taken out Daniel Christian, and I've brought in well, essentially Marcus Harris. But it will make sense soon. I've brought in, so I've got Stoinis down there at bowl now, with Coulton, I'll degree at home, Sam's and Rashid, um, and that's just so I have the funds to have a very expensive bowling bench.
0: Yeah. Hit me. What do you got?
1: So I believe I had Billy Stanlake and Will Sutherland. Sutherland. Yeah. Yep. I have now got Joel Paris and Jai Richardson. Mm, All right. Joel Paris Paris was only a minor injury, it turns out, in the end. So I've brought him straight back in because, one, you've got Fahim Ashraf away on test duty, and two, Scott Boland is probably going to be in the test squad, and he hasn't even re-signed with Hobart Hurricanes yet. So it's almost – there's two spots, even maybe even three for um, Joel Paris. He's definitely going to be in the top, top side. And he averaged in the high 50s before he got injured last year. So that felt like an easy pick. And Jai Richardson, same thought process as you. I'm in that same group chat. I'm thinking, well, I could probably beef up my bench a little bit here. Why not bring in Jai Richardson? And so I did.
0: Yeah. Oh, I like it. I think you've got a you've got one nuffy on the on there. I've gone with two. I'm a real aggressive player, I, and I like the simplicity of one in bat and bowl. And I think you know you're going to have the fear of you know, a hails, you know, in round one, which yeah. I have. Um, But we've pretty similar teams, but I like the little slight differences. You've probably got a, a better balance than I have. Um, Moving on. Um, We've had the viewer questions come in. I opened up my chat on Instagram, got some questions in which I'll ask you, and you've got some questions in and you can ask me. Um, I'll go first and I'll ask you the questions that I got into the socials and you can give us your expert opinion. All righty then. Um number one question in here um, was why is Philippi at 42.8% and Darcy Short at 32.7 and McDermott at 29.2? <laughs> oh,
1: that's a great question. Um some people that do super coach just really appreciate uh really good batting. Um and well look. The form that McDermott had last year, that would have scared some people into not into not going out of their way to own this year. So like prioritising him. Uh Felipe's always been highly owned for Supercoach. Yeah. Um that's just because he's an explosive batsman. He often puts up good scores. Um and Darcy Short's a member of Supercoach Big Bash folklore. Like oh. there were seasons where he averaged 90 with his eyes closed, you know. Yeah. That's – I remember That's that. That's it, – it's purely a pedig- past pedigree pick, that one. Yeah. That, look, that's oh, how to me, explain that.
0: Yeah, to me it's just – look, I try to – got to respect the double game rounds and I guess those guys are probably not as prevalent to you for those early rounds. Um, but, you know, um, I think that people who – I mean, McDermott's expensive, you know. Um, yeah. So, you know, people are spending up. I don't know. If I like it, um, number number two question is who is the best double game round players, um, for round one? That's from Causa. I think we've talked about them, haven't we? Um, you can go with whatever mm. your persuasion is. I I'm not a, a totally anti-Lin, but you just look at um, you know, oh, you you answer.
1: Yeah, uh, look, I'd be pretty much locking in your all rounders who are batting the top six, bowling four overs. So Daniel Sam's, um maybe David Willey, you know, and uh, probably, you know, Glenn Maxwell, Marcus Stornos, they're your best guys. Just start there and then build around them. And of course, Machine Khan. Uh, what were you, what were you saying, Adam?
0: Yeah, well, I'm saying it's, you've got to filter it by the three teams on the double game round. And you, you'll see that if you can filter it by ownership as well, when you go to trade someone in, just filter it by ownership. And you can see who everyone's owning. The safe bet is not to go against the crowd on the large ones. You will probably find that players like Rossau and Lin, they're split. Some people are Lin people, some people are Russell people, but everyone's going to own Maxi. Everyone's going to own Rashi Khan. They're your main ones. Um, but uh, you know, we talk about what are the ideal numbers to go in it. I've had a guy who sent me his team the day he had five players on the double game round in round one. Now that that's too low, buddy. You're going to get left yeah. behind because you you might as with three teams on the buy. Um five isn't enough. Um, who are the um absolute locks um players that you reckon from each of the teams? That's a question by Ethan. Who's your no, number one a, player from each team?
1: That's a fantastic question, actually. Uh right. we'll say out of Adelaide. Uh yeah, that's gotta be Rashid Khan. I understand Matt Short's got that brilliant role, but Rashid Khan's Rashid Khan, yep. you know. Um the best player on the Brisbane Heat lineup. I'm going to say for super coach purposes it's Mark Steedy, but in actual cricket terms it's definitely Colin Munro. Um, so I would go Mark Steedy as the best player on that lineup for the super coach. Yep. Um, Hobart, it's Shadow Khan. That role is just too good for it not to be him. Um yep. For the Renegades, early on, I think it'll be Andre Russell. And as the tournament progresses, I think it's Liam Livingston. Yep. Um, Mm -hmm. Melbourne Stars, it's got to be... Oh, this one's a tough one because they have a few players that could could all be top tier. Um, If Stoinis is bowling still, it's probably no debate that it's him with the form he's been in with the bat. Um. If we look at Perth, Mitch Marsh is an yep. easy one. Yep. The Sixers, got to be Sean Abbott. And the Thunder, yeah, it's an easy one. Daniel Sams.
0: Yeah, I think that's it for you there, uh, Ethan. Um, as of now, I'm going without Maxi. I need something that separates my team from others. That's Hayden. And in brackets, he said, I could change my mind if he nails it in the World Cup. Well, he's not. Um, mate, he's not nailing it in the World Cup, but let's see what um, what what we've got here as a response to that question.
1: I, I admire this man's balls. Um, <laughs> this is very very brave pick. Um, yeah. I, I think if you're looking for a, uh, I guess an antipod to Glen Maxwell, Jason Sanger might be your guy. Uh, pretty much the exact same role in his team. Maybe less bowling, probably less bowling, but if it's a spinning deck, you know, you best believe he's going to bowl a few overs. Um, he's batting at four, um, 177000 so he's a touch cheaper than Maxwell too. Um, I think if I'm to pick a replacement for Glenn Maxwell, Jason saying would be uh, the guy.
0: Yeah, um, I'll tell you who I'd this- go. If I'd yeah, go sorry. Trent Bolt. If I because I can't have Maxi and Bolt, and if I wasn't going to go Maxi because I just think he's out of form and he's a bit hot and cold, I reckon Bolt is one that could just clean up and you know, get a, he could be the guy. Well, Maxwell gets 50 over the two games, Bolt could go 150 at 200, and he's just yeah. over that pedigree, he's just got that exceptional ped- pedigree. Because the thoughts crossed my mind,
1: that's a great point, it's a great point, and. If um, Bolt didn't have the buy going into round two, like if we weren't picking just solely in the Stars lineup, I would have gone him. But you've also got Sanger who's playing four games in two rounds. And that's yeah. what got me over the line. Like I looked at this list here because, you know, hard to plan for a question like that. Um, Bolt and Sanger were the two names that stood out to me immediately. Yep. Um, but I would be going, I think Sanger. Yep. Is a very feasible option, I've saying saying. Yeah.
0: And look, V is not in full health as well. So if he no. doesn't make it, you think Jason might get some bowling. Um, yeah. What do we got? I'm feeling some players in my starting lineup that aren't double game round, round one players. Is that no good? That's from Aaron.
1: Um, look, depends on the number. Uh, we'll get on to it later, I think. But if you've got one team playing, if there's only one team, Team playing in a double game round, I'd want three people from that team. So if there's a team playing the double, you want three people. If there's two teams, you want six. If there's three teams, you want nine. So in my opinion, if you've got two people not playing the double in your starting eleven, that should be fine.
0: Yeah, I think don't go too crazy, but if you if you want to take a Dre Russ or you want to go one or two, I think that's fine. Don't go too far because you in a, in round one, there's three teams on the double game round. So you need to you can't go too many. Um what scorches would you start with considering they have the buy round one and the double game round two? That's from Sam. You know, you and I do um, stashing Inglis, um and I think uh Richard.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think they're the only two you can stash. Um, I've seen lineups with Peter Hatzoglou, Laurie Evans, Ashton Turner, and I just think they're all big part players that might not be fully involved every game. And whilst they might do okay over the double, they're not going to perform like Joe Richardson or Josh Inglis are going to perform, who are in big roles for their team and are relied upon from Perth Scorchers. So I yeah. think they're the right two.
0: Yeah, that's the way I like to think of it is, if I didn't own any Scorchers, who are the first couple I would have brought in? Inglis because of his top of the order, keeping and the price and his pedigree, and Richardson is the first guy of high dollar cost that I'd bring in, and then maybe I'd take a punt on a Berendorf or a Tie or a Salt, yeah. whatever, but you don't stash too many because you may not even want, though. I mean, don't don't just stash them because you think you need to have heaps of them. We've already got Thunder people. We Lots of us have got Thunder players, and they're going to be in the double game round in round two as well. So count your numbers, including the Thunder players. Um, what to focus on in the early rounds? That's from Abinayadz. Yads. focus on the early rounds, target the doubles,
1: target them heavily. And sorry, just a bit of breaking news. Shadow Khan's got a, uh, two wickets. Nice. Um, he's got he's bowled three balls and he's got two for one. So that would take him to uh, probably a hundred and twenty-nine points.
0: Yep. So that's an answer for old mate there. Going, can you have players who aren't on the double? Probably Shadab is one yeah. one of those good candidates. Um, yeah. So what what do you, what's your focus? Obviously the double game rounds. I I kind of think you and I we. We didn't have Jai Richardson stashed on the bench, but somebody t- triggered our me- mind about how you're going to pay for these future double game rounds. That's how you've got to think about it in the early rounds is um, it's, it's no good just going in so hard at round one and having a, not anything for round two. If you go into round two, I uh, will talk about what we think are default numbers for how many teams are on the double. You've got two teams on the double in round two on round three, is it one team Is the brisbane heat
1: yeah i think yeah. that's correct
0: yep so focus it how you you could start the first round with no heat players because you've got a couple of rounds to be able to get some heat players in and there's there's a default number but if you go in with six in the first round when there's 10 te- or three teams on the double game round you're going to get burnt so i just think you've got to map out a, few, a couple the few weeks ahead that's my early focus um Great. what do we got we got the last question here Thoughts on going expensive on the bench with Wade in brackets, possibly Nisa and Hossein. Um, that's from Hayden.
1: Right, I think. Once I like the strategy of going expensive. If you're going to go expensive, I would definitely be going at least one of those three being a Perth scorcher. If you're willing to spend a hundred k on probably three players, I would maybe take. 40,000 out of Nisa and go to a 62,500 and upgrade Hussain to Jai Richardson.
0: Yeah. I mean, it hurts having someone of Jai Richardson's value on the bench, but it's just a stronger move because you've automatically got yourself a premium, pretty much, player, you know, coming in straight into your team for round two. Um, those are my questions. So, what do you got for me? Let's go.
1: Yeah, these are good questions here. Um, here we go. This is. Good one from Isaac. Is Lynn a risk?
0: Yes, he is. He's always been a risk. Uh, he's been in better form. Um, We talked about Darcy Short, and he he's not quite the Darcy Short that took the game by storm, and nor is Lynn. But if you're looking at it on pure roll, the roll is good. He's got a double game roundup first. So I kind of think... You know, there's not. It's not a huge risk. He's not expensive. He's going to probably open the batting. He's on a double game round in round two. He doesn't go into a buy either. I just think um, he's risky, but he's not. He's not not worth the risk. You can risk it. I think he's as much of a risk as someone like Russell. I just went Rossell because he's going to have a double game in round two. So yeah,
1: yeah, risk. Yeah, that's very fair. I've got a question from Jason here. He says. Would you go with Lina Majib for team balance or would you go with Matthew Short and a $62,500 player on the bench?
0: I would probably go with Matt Short and a 62K. You Like you're going with Harris. You If you've got somebody there that's got a decent enough role that they could be bringing in a loopable score for you, don't get too obsessed with spreading the wealth. You know, um you can have a player in there that's worth 200K. Sometimes Maxi doesn't fire in a back-to-back, in a double-game round, and you can get 50 points out of him. Most often he doesn't do that because he's got multiple skills, but um don't overcomplicate it for yourself. Majib is a renegade, isn't he? Is that who he's with? So they've that got until round um five. I wouldn't worry about it. I would get Matt short in because he's got a double in round one. He's opening the batter, batting, and he's an attacking batter. He could be 300 points that you sit there kicking yourself about. So could Lynn. Lynn could fire. But I just think I trust Matt short for scoring well in a double game round. I don't trust Lynn. So I would go with option uh, Matt short and a 62 K. I I think there's a few good 62K options.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Um so this next question here is this is a good one because I, I believe this is from round one. Uh Shan Khan or Colin de home
0: Yeah, I mean I guess it depends on what your numbers you're running in are. You know, I think De Grand Home has a sensational role, well, probably similar to Shadab, really. Um, and mm. if I'm looking at it, one's a double game round, one's not. You know, you could probably still get Shadab in uh, in a cup after the First round's passed. You could even trade Hum probably to Shadab. Um, So I would probably lean towards Hum because he's got a good role in that team, as good as probably Shadab, um, and he's got the double game round first up. And if you can't get rid of him straight away, he doesn't go into a buy. so you've got a couple of weeks to move Hum on. You know, I just think um, you look at your numbers. I'm going to have a whole starting lineup of double game round players. So if you're short of that, it's gotta be de Grandham.
1: Yeah. Oh, I I agree. I, I think ideally you can own both. But if you can't, then I think you've got to prioritize the double player. Yeah. Um another question here. Uh what are what are the pods you're excited for this year?
0: Um Look, I like Ellis there from the Hurricanes. Um, I think he's really come on a long way in his um, bowling. I'm probably excited. Well, I mean, look, Inglis is cheap. I've said him in the previous podcast. I think he'll have a ripping tournament. Um, I... Over the years, I think I've been a slow mover on someone like Sean Abbott, and I'm excited to. I'm not going to make that mistake again. He's just a he's an absolute weapon for Supercoach, and I'm going to get him in at the earliest opportunity. Um, I'm probably, you know, I'm I'm I've been a Dan Christian owner as well, but I'm interested to see his role in that team, and he could be someone that I reckon we want to get in quick, smart into our team, um, and obviously someone like Liam Livingston, when he comes in, um, you know, he's an absolute weapon of a player when on. Um, I'm probably keen to look at him as well.
1: Yeah, I will probably throw in Andre Russell. I mean, not many people are going to consider him, because he's only playing four games, won't make the double, Uh but no, he's he He's a very nice pod, high pedigree, too. Yep. Um, okay. Uh, this is a pretty easy question to answer Is Adam Zamper a must have?
0: No, he's not a must have. Um, look, Zamps is a quality, he's a world class spinner. Um, but look, you look at, I look at what he's doing and I think he's going to bat at like what? Nine or ten, nine probably eight. We're going to go through the lineups. Um, but I just think you're relying on him to, he will bowl cheaply most likely, but whether he jags the wickets. Um, so I don't think he's a must have. I think there's lots of good options. We're going to go through the lineups. I've mentioned player like hose and you look at some of his recent form in short form cricket, and he's going to be batting high in the order for those strikers. Um, we've mentioned Nathan coulton because I like a player who if their main skill doesn't work, which is bowling for Nathan Coulton-Isle, but he, he's going to bat reasonably high in the order, reasonably enough that you can probably get 20 runs to help. And, and that's not to say that Zampa can't do that as well, but um, I'm I'm famously, you know, I'm fading Zampa. But if you look at his ownership, if Zampa nails it and it Dags, you know, six wickets over those two games, I'm going to look like a bloody dickhead because I, so many people own him. It's not always wise to go against the huge crowd.
1: Let's yeah. put it that way.
0: Sometimes it's wise yeah. to just go with the crowd.
1: Oh, great. That's, that's the whole point in picking Glenn Maxwell, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I think we're going to, yeah, we've got one more question here. The other ones we've kind of already covered. Um, can you
0: name me your top three cheapies? Ooh, I mean, look, cheapies, Um, it depends on what you're talking about for a cheap price. I think Inglis is a, a ripping price. Is he still
1: cheapy? Yeah. Well, I think we, we'll cut it off at below 100. Below 100 is a cheapy.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, look, it's got to be Inglis and Stoyne for me. Um. Just because they're relevant in the early rounds, um, particularly. Um, look, I liked him David. I, I just think you know he was the one that I didn't hesitate as the first one to pull out in order to manage my team. He hasn't been setting the world alight in the in the World Cup. Um, oh, who else is the cheapie that I like? Um, Jilks is one as well. Yeah, Jilks. Yeah, probably with him opening. Um,
1: um throw another one in there. I talk about it a lot. Paris, yeah, average Paris. last year before injury. So yeah, something there. All right. Uh, yeah. So what are we looking at now? Yeah. I think that's it for the questions from me. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. All right. Well, so we we're talking about double game round numbers in there. There's a few questions about players and who, you, who are double game round versus non-double game round. What is your default number um, for one team on the double game round?
1: I might've mentioned this before for every team that plays on the double game round, I'm picking three players. Yep. So, you know, one for three, if there's one double game, then there's, I pick three. If there's two, I pick six. If there's three, I pick nine.
0: Yep. I'm exactly the same. And if I need, if I'm sort of not happy with my rank, I might go and pump an extra one in there. If you know what I mean, because, you sometimes you're playing catch up. Um, You know, when you get to Brisbane heat, most people are only going to have three Brisbane heat. So if you want to go four, if you can find four in there that you like, that's the time that you might go above what the default is. Um, You know, um, in that first round, there's three teams on the, on the double game round. I've got more than nine, you know, so you can go higher. People are hitting it hard because there's three teams on the double game round. And I think it's mostly because the thunder go into a double game round in round two. The default is three each time. There's a team on a double game round three, and that's the minimum. You're not going to be left behind by players if you go that default number of three per um, team on the double game round. You can pump in. You know, when you start going under that, you could be in danger, as, as a as a rule. Mm, agreed. Um. Now, in your team now, um, how are you looking? You know, for round one. For double game round players, um, how many we've talked about our teams who we've got stowed for round two? Have you got any for round three?
1: Have I got any double players for round three? I have. That's the heat, isn't it? I have yeah. zero for that yeah, round same. three. No heat. I will. You've got three trades going to round three. Just view it like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: So I've got a full starting lineup in round one of double game round. So what are we looking at? One, six, uh, 11, you know, I've got 11 players in round one on a double game round in round two. I've got two, you know, already with Inglis and Richardson. Oh, and well, three, four, five, six, because I've got, um, thunder players as well. Um, look, and we don't even, neither of us have anyone from round three. So you've got to kind of build, you know, in round two, there's no, it's a, I'm not uh, adverse to bringing in a heat player in round two, because I've already got a good stowing of thunder players. I've already got two th- scorches players. So my three trades might be a couple of scorches and one heat person. So I've got one heat and then I'll grab three heat in the next round. So I go above the default number of three, if you get what I mean. Um, But yeah. I've got none at, at present. Um All right, well, let's move it on to the team previews. We're going to do, obviously, the relevant teams, the Thunder, the Stars, and the Strikers. I don't know if you've jotted anything down, how you think they're going to line up. And (laughs) please, everybody, we're not fortune tellers. We're only going to predict what we think. And I've been in chats and people say, Juke's not even going to be in the bloody team. I've got him opening. So I could be completely wrong. They could be right. So please take it with a grain of salt. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you want to kick it off with... Where have we got? Well, let's go with the um, Thunder first. How do you reckon they're going to line up this year?
1: All right. So you will be pleased to know I do have predicted lineups of every team already in
0: there. Oh, good, good. So,
1: yeah. Um, I have opening, I have Hales and Jilks, as you probably do. Yep. Um, At three, I have Riley Rousseau. Yep. I think he's more suited to the top order than... Uh, a middle order role, so I'd be putting him at three. Um, at four, I have Jason Sanger. I think he's very—he's a really good batter in that sense. Really suits that middle order role. He can hit, he can anchor. A more fluid batsman than I think Rousseau might be. Um, Sam's I have at five. It's a bit shallow, but they banged him a lot in that five spot last year, and he did really well. And yeah. so I think they're not—they're going to stick with that. Uh, which means I have Willie at six. I think you've got to make use of your star all-rounder and your star international, and there's no point wasting Willie at seven when he's an equal parts all-rounder. You know, I'd be giving both Sam and Willie as many balls as possible. Um, at eight, I have Ben Cut. Seven, I have Ben Cutting. I think he's your per- He's their perfect stock gap. Um, if they do lose wickets, it adds a long batting line-up. If Samson really goes the distance and it's a pacing wicket, Cutting can come on. You know, he adds dimensions to their bowling and their batting, despite not being in the prime of his career anymore. Um, At eight, I've got Baxter Holt. I don't think they'll trust um, Jukes with the gloves. He's not very good. He Holt's the leading keeper for New South Wales as well. So, you know, I think... Holt will be in this team somewhere, and I think he'll bat at eight. Um, I have McAndrew, Green, and Doggett to round out the tail end. And I think if it's a spinning wicket, uh, Jason Sanger is going to be heavily involved and probably cut into McAndrew's overs.
0: Rightio. Well, I'll t- oh, do you want to go through how I wrote down my lineup just to compare it? Let's do it. I've got, my, uh, I've got Jilks and Hales opening. I've got Rossau at three. I've got Jason Sanger at four. I've got Alex Ross, the sweepologist. I know they love him. I think he's probably, he's more of a four, I reckon, than a lot of players out there. Um, You know, he's just a bit of a safety sort if they lose early wickets, and I reckon they like him. Um, So I've got him in there. I've got Sams at six, and I've got Willie at seven. At eight, I've got either Ollie Davies or Cutting. I kind of lean towards Cutting because I think they probably look like they could use, oh, you got Willie and Sam's. And I, I reckon it could go either way, that they just go, we don't need him. They have recently signed cutting, and I think it could be him or, or Ollie Davies. I just reckon Holt's no chance because, you know, you just put jokes in the keeper because Ollie Davies is a, an expert. He's kind of like the Tim David, and I reckon he could come yeah. in at eight and get him home. So good cutting. It could be one of those two, I reckon. Yeah, I've gone green at nine, McAndrew at 10, and I've got Tam Veer. Um, in the 11, um, the other names that are in there is obviously Ollie Davies, Ben Cutting, Doggett, Holt, and obviously Warner late in the tournament, but we're very Mm -hmm. similar. And I think the ones, you know, you're going to want to keep a note on jilks where he bats. If he's not in the top, I'm not going to have him. If he's not batting in the top three, um, and I've heard someone float that maybe they'll open with jilks and, um, Cutting. If cutting opens at eighty something k, I'm owning him instead of Jilks.
1: Yeah. Um. If because we have Sanger, who's might miss the first bit. If Sanger wasn't to play, who would you replace him with in your team?
0: Yeah, it would be um, Doggett for me. I'd bring yeah, Doggett. Yeah. In. Yep.
1: Yeah. No, that look. I I see the merit with not picking Holt. I am not saying that that's what they should do. They should definitely be picking uh, Jilks as their keeper. There's no point wasting a spot at eight in saying that. Um, have they done it? Yes. Could they yeah. do it? Yes. Would that, that be incredible for super Coach? Yes. Um, the interesting tactic with using Davies at eight, like it, I would probably, yeah, no, that is an interesting tactic. It, it could, yeah, no. But I just reckon, I mean, with,
0: with someone like Sam's Willie and you got McAndrew in there, it'll probably be dogged or saying, you know, I reckon they've got the freedom to just give Davies a, a go um, to be the pinch hitter at the end of the game, to get him over the line. Mm. He's certainly shown and he's shown he's got some of that about him. And I reckon he's young and they're going to either invest in youth or they're going to rely on cutting who was, did, did that sort of stuff in the past. It'll be interesting to watch. I just really hope Jooks because I want him for the double game opening, you know, um, comes through. But if it's if it happens to be cutting, I'll just move to it. Um, okay, on to the stars. I'll give you my lineup of the stars and you can tell me if there's anything different. Um, I've got Joe Clark and Stoinis opening. I saw in a chat, I don't know who mentioned it, that there was a theory that maybe Stoin um, might bat low order, like he is for Australia. Do you think that's going to happen?
1: Oh, yes, I think it does. I think he's batting four in my my lineup. I've got
0: him at four. Oh, I just reckon he's such a gun opener. I want him to he, do them to do that in the bloody t20s oh, at no, the World Cup. Yeah, he's a gun opener,
1: but he's and also Larkin, quite...
0: Larkin's a good bloody three. Maxwell, I reckon Maxwell's scared of opening. He he's a chicken for opening. I reckon. Well, anyway, we'll talk, you can tell me your differences. and <laughs> yeah. yeah. Steiners opening. I would be absolutely bloody surprised if Stoy... but if Stoy was batting at four. I probably still own him because he's cheap enough. Um, Larkin I've got at three. I've got uh, Maxwell at four. I've gone Cartwright at five. Bo Webster I've got at the six. I've got Nathan Coulton-Isle at the seven. Um, Wood I've got in the eight. I've gotten Samper at nine. Couch at 10. Bolt at 11. The other players I've got is O'Connell, Hinchliffe, Elliott, and Hatcher. Yeah,
1: okay. Right. Yeah. So what I've got, is I've got uh, Clark and Maxwell opening up. Yeah. I think after the way that they finished last year with Clark and Maxwell opening the batting and Maxi scoring 150, they're going to prioritise putting Maxwell at the top of the order and use Stornis in that middle order role to absolutely solidify their middle order because that's where they've been weak, right? Um, I think there's, there's a possibility for another cheapie at number three. I think it's Joe Burns at number three. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even mention um, that. Yeah, sixty-two and a half thousand. He's more suited to a top order role than a middle order roll. so it makes sense to put him there. Uh, I've got Stoinis so at four. I don't think it'll matter because in my lineup, he's going to be the fifth bowler. Yeah, so bat four, bowl four, still a good role regardless. Um, in number five, I've got Hilton Cartwright. Um at six I have we- I have Nick Larkin at six. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I have Bo Webster at th- I have Webster at seven. Yep. Um I've got uh Nathan Coultonel at eight. Yep. Uh in Luke Wood at nine. In saying that, Luke Wood is slated as an all-rounder. So yeah. he might bat ahead of Coulton Ole. Either way, Coultonel takes wickets, it will be fine. Uh Zamper at ten and Bolt at eleven. I think They they can have a long batting lineup Mm. because they've got Maxwell and Stoinis who can make up four overs in this case.
0: Yeah. I mean, it'll be an interesting watch um, because I think, you know, Larkin at his price, if he bats at three, is probably worth a punt and probably, um, you know. Burns as well. Burns, yeah, for sure. Um, I've got Couch in there. I thought he came on last year and he was pretty good for them. Uh, I think he kind of showed a maturity and they took, had a bit of faith in him and and he came good i reckon yeah you have got bolt couch Coulton isle as your sort of express bowlers i mean i don't know i just think the balance of the team is a little better um and you're bat down at wood who's an all-rounder at eight you know if he comes in after Coulton isle and if Coulton isle's coming in at eight i think that's pretty good as well but we're very similar um i think that probably re- if maxwell opens old mate who asked me i'm gonna fade maxwell don't fade him if he's open. Yeah, no, no, no,
1: no, no, no I no, mean,
0: no. if Stoynis and, and Clark go really well, you know, Maxwell goes some games and he doesn't even get a bat. And he always seemed to, like, depending on the game situation, would move himself down in the order. That nerve yeah. ner- makes me nervous. But if he was opening, he's an absolute lock for your teams. Go over to the Strikers now. Give me your Strikers lineup. Ooh,
1: yeah, this is uh, this is going to be a very hotly debated lineup. In fact, I think it's been the most hotly debated lineup in, the, um, in all of Big Bash Supercoach preseason, Yeah. Um, so we'll start out with our openers. Um, I've got Matthew Short and Chris Lynn opening up. Yep. I think it, it makes sense. Yes, they're both a bit too similar opening, and maybe a weather should be separating the two of them just to have a bit of an anchor. But why? Like, you can have two guys going hard, at the start of the innings, it might take the game away from them in the pa- opposition, in the power play. I think it's a great idea to go gun-heavy uh, with two attacking, aggressive openers, and then have your middle order stabilise the middle overs in Weatherall, Adam Hose, and uh, Tom Kelly. Right, They're going to do a job here. They're going to bat out middle overs. They're going to go up seven and a half runs over, take no risks. Um, and... They're going to be a great foil for your two aggressive openers in short and Lynn. And then, well, you've got quite the um, attacking, aggressive batting to finish off the innings in Colin de Grandhome batting at six. Um, Harry Nielsen will float depending on what the game needs. Um, so for now, you put him at seven. But I think if they're at the end of an innings, ideally they'll send in de Grandhome, Rashid, and Boyce all after each other. But for now, we'll go with the actual lineup. Nielsen at seven, Rashid at eight, Boyce at nine, Siddle at ten. And this one I can't split. Thornton, Henry Thornton, or where's Agar? I would love to hear how you've decided between the two of them, because I can't.
0: Yeah, I mean we've got some differences in there, and we'll go through my team. I've got short and lean opening like you as well. I've got Weatherall at three. I've got Hose at four. I've got de Granholm as at, in five. But I kind of agree with you. I mean I, they used Kelly towards the in, end of the innings, and I think he did some good stuff down there. But yeah. cool. DeGranham, I just think he's an international, so they might be you know inclined yep. to pick him. Right. I, I, I would know.
1: absolutely take it if he batted at five. Yeah, I was just... but it'll,
0: it'll be Kel- – I've got him and Kelly. It could be the other way around. I've got Nielsen at seven, Rashid Khan at eight. I've got Henry Thornton at nine. I've got Agar at 10, and I've got Conway at 11. I don't even know if Siddle's going to go around. Is he? That was my big question. Is he going to play this season?
1: Look, I've assumed that he has because he's still playing Sheffield Shield. That was how I concluded it. He hasn't re-signed yet, but I concluded that. For now, he's probably. I think he's playing because he's still playing Sheffield Shield.
0: Yeah, well, if he if he plays, I reckon he comes in for Conway, and and I really think that if they signed Boyce, they probably want to play him. You know, and they've shown that they like to go twin spin bowlers, and it could come at the cost of um someone like Thornton. I reckon Agar is going to get the run. You know, personally. Um mm. So that's my lineup, anyway. The other players are Siddle. I've got them on the bench. Siddle, Boyce, Gibson, Hunt, um, Head, and Carey later in the tournament.
1: Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Again, it's it's the most hotly contested lineup. Everyone's got a different lineup for the Adelaide Strikers. Yeah, for and sure. it's because it's so super coach relevant and it's being so so much discussed. I think yep. the one thing you can lock in is that Liam Wetherald and Short will be your top three, and Colin to home will bat from five to six and play a prominent role with bat and ball. I think you can lock that in. The rest, you're just going to have to wait until the toss to figure out what's going on.
0: Yep, absolutely. I'm going to chuck a pause quickly. Yeah. So, I mean, I really think the Adelaide strikers could go, I mean, look, if, if it is the way I say into ground home bats at five, um, you know, he, and he's going to bowl in that lineup as well. You got to have yeah, him. Nah. Um, you someone who I'd looked at uh, the stats in other sort of T20 leagues was hose as well. And I think we're talking about people at that price point, Um, Lynn um, Riley Russell. I think hose is a pretty good one as well from what I've seen and obviously uh, of his, uh um, performances in T20s?
1: Yeah, I know absolutely nothing about Adam Hose. Um, yeah. so let's have a look now, shall we? He played in the um, uh, Caribbean Premier League. Uh, he had a bit of a lean patch, but you know, that's alright. Uh, he did have a good 100. He had uh, two 50s and a 30 in a string of three games. Yeah. He Usually batting, where is he? Usually batting, uh, he batted at uh for the Saint Lucia Kings. He played for them in the uh, uh Caribbean Premier League, and he batted at uh what he, batt- he batted. He uh, batted, you know, middle order, so five. Um, yeah, he batted a five, four, five usually. Um, so I think that's the same role he plays here for the Adelaide Strikers. Um, career strike rate, you know, it's. It's a good strike rate. It's one hundred and forty-five. It's a nice yep. strike rate for T20s. I think, yeah, he's going to be a bit. I think he's a bit. Um, what's that? Tim David like in the way mm. that he'll produce his points. It's going to be um, inconsistent, but when he's getting a bit, of, getting a few games, he's going to be really scoring a lot of points for you.
0: Yeah, I kind of think you can either go lean Ross or host if you like. Um, all right, well, we'll move on to the – have I got my sound effect? I don't even remember where they are. No, that's a – I've got so many sound effects on here, I can never remember where anything is. Lock hmm. him in. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Who are you locking into your teams since our last podcast? Go for it. All
1: right. Um. Mm, Shadab Khan is really locked in. So locked in, I might pick him ahead of double game players. Like, he is putting on a clinic. The game is delayed by rain right now, but he's already on 130 points. Um, And he's still probably gotten over to bowl in the rain-affected match.
0: Yeah, I've locked him in. um... He's
1: incredibly good. Yeah.
0: I mean, look, we all love Shadab Khan. He didn't do so well in his little stint that he had in the BBL last time, but yeah. he's acclimatized through this BBL, uh, through this um, World Cup, and I reckon he's going to get a bat and bowl every bloody game, and he's a bloody hell, hell of a good bowler. So I've locked him into my team. Um, look, I'm not 100% locked onto Rossow because he hasn't done as well in recent times, but I definitely decided I'm going to go him instead of Lynn. Um, and I've locked in Richo. It is a risky thing. You know, you don't want to leave a lot of play, a lot of expensive dollars on your bench, but because they go from buy to double game round, I think it's acceptable. Um, And I'm locking him in, and I'm not going to change. I want to have him on the bench ready for the round two. That's one less gun that I've got to get in. You're one step ahead of other players who are scrambling to get Mitch Marsh and Richo, so I'm locking him in.
1: Yeah, Agreed. Um, I've got one other uh, lock in here, yep. and that is um, Joe Paris. He's fit. He's going to be playing. He's ninety six thousand. He's undervalued, um, and he's got. He's playing Melbourne, the Renick the Stars at the MCG. That's a good bowling ground. So I think he, if he can make 20, 30, 40 grand for me. He's done his job. I think that's a great player to do it from.
0: Yep. Well, you've locked him in. I'm not going to have him. I can't even have Tim David with my lineup. Um,
1: Fading.
0: Anyone that you're fading now?
1: Uh, Will Sutherland. Um, I was talking him up as a great chibi prospect uh, last week, but the signing of Andre Russell kills that immediately. Um, He might not even be in the top 11. If he is, he's playing a bit part role, plugging in gaps where necessary. If you want an all-rounder from the Melbourne Renegades, Andre Russell's your guy, stay away from Will Sutherland, flip yep. him to Marcus Harris. Easy piece of advice.
0: Yep. Um. Look, I'm fading Lynn. It's going to be – I kind of think Um. there's a couple of risky fades, I think, for round one. Lynn is one of them because it could be Lynn's Sanity. We people have heard by our outro, and it's a, an amazing moment from Lynn. I, I and look, I think, um, you can fade players like um, Maxi or Stoin, and I think they're it's a much scarier prospect. So, I'm fading Lynn, I'm going to fade David as well. It's not actually the greatest role in the world, is it? Um, he's not going to bowl no. is he, in that lineup, and he comes in lower order. Um, that's not to say that he can't hurt you, but I think if you're just running per- percentages, um, you know, there's other players I think that have a much better role. If, if anything, I I make moves in um, BBL Supercoach, just I trust double game rounds and I trust the good role in teams. Um, I'm going to, I haven't loved what I've seen from Zamps, just quietly. I haven't really loved what I've seen from Australia since Justin Langer's left, just quietly as well.
1: Yeah, look. I uh, yeah, we, we need a re- we're in a bit of a rebuild phase, Australia. Yeah, no. Like it's time it's time to clear out our T twenty bowls. It's time to clear out Aaron Finch. Yeah. Um, I think it's time to get you know Jai Richardson, Nathan Ellis in there. Yeah, yeah. In, open up.
0: Bloody do something, guys. Start.
1: Some- well, I think you open up with Ken Green. You start playing Ash and Agar and you're full into full eleven. Yeah. T20 cricket needs two spinners in each team nowadays. And we're behind by not having, by having Pat Cummins, you can barely lay bat on ball, batting eight.
0: Yeah. And he, he's not bowling very well either, Patty.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Look, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to be fading Philippi. Um, it scares me looking at that ownership. And I only looked at it when someone sent me the message and there's a question. I was like, I can't believe it. He's, he's really that high owned. So if he absolutely brains it in those um early rounds He's one of those ones that you just, you kind of say to yourself, of course, I have Philip He's such a, you know, he's such a gun. I, it was a silly move not to have him. I went for someone yeah. like Jilks who was batting at six. You know, I just feel like it's, I, I've got people in here. Where I'm like, I could regret it, but I'm fading him. And the last name that I'm putting on there is bolt. Um, I had him in my original team and he's in absolute great form in the world cup and it's a scary thing. I reckon he's going to be one of the top scorers in the round one. You just can't have them all. Um, and at his yeah. price, 180K, um, who are you going to leave out? I'm going to probably choose to go with someone like. Ma- I don't think you can have Matt Short and um, Maxi and Bolt. You know, how, how are people doing that?
1: Um, well, they're certainly not peaking Jai Richardson on their bench, I'll tell you that. Probably. That's yeah. how they're not doing it.
0: Yeah probably um, I mean but until I did that I probably could have afforded him I guess
1: Oh uh, yeah and they probably sacrificed all sort of um quality depth on their bench just so they can go all out for this double It's not a bad strategy no. if there's, if we no. get a, if we get a lot of cheapies in the next month or so I think it might be, end up being the right strategy Yeah um yeah like if Potha, you know if Roger Gioli from the Renegades, if they if they all end up getting gained $42,000, you've got to pick the $42,000 cheap each right?
0: That's right. And if there's none of them there, you probably have to spread your team a little better. Uh, anyone that you're cold on?
1: Um, oh, Yeah, well, so I said Southern before, uh, but outside of him, I'm a little bit cold on um, Hayden Kerr. Yep. I'm just like, people think that he's going to be the guy that gets this massive role for the Sixers. But because he's so versatile and he showed his versatility up last year, well, the Sixers exploited that versatility. They banned him at eight. Uh, they banned him opening. They banned him anywhere where they need him to play. His role is going to be changing too much to be a consistent and steady super coach pick. Yeah. Um, in saying that, if he's opening round one and they've like Dan Christian's looking like their fifth bowler, then I think you do fire up Hayden Kerr into that side. And I think I would scramble to pick him because yeah. that's a Mitchell Marsh sort of role there.
0: Like, yeah. I mean, you've got to have a look. You're going to get around. I mean, you may you may miss what he's doing in round one, but you can adjust quickly enough. Um, I think if you go early on someone like him, you know, they're not the first – I mean, I probably – on the surface, I'd probably grab Abbott and I'd probably grab Dwarcius. I'd probably and grab Dan, Christian, and Philippi. I'd be grabbing so many sixes before I'd be grabbing him. But last year, that was one of those pod moves that people went with and it worked out well for them. Um, look, if he, I think I've had more trust in him, at least bowling a couple of overs if he's opening, mate, lock him in for sure. Um, teams uh, now as our teams are sitting here is there anybody that's calling out to you have you left out someone or have you punted someone that is um leaving you a little uneasy
1: tell you what i'm not pleased that i don't own Trent bulk yeah um that's my love i would, love, I would it. yeah i'd love tony but team balance and the sake of my team uh for the future Will mean that I can't pick him. Barring like if we get three or four forty-two thousand dollar playing cheapies, then yeah, I'm probably gonna own uh Jai Richardson at the expense of Marcus Harris. I am probably gonna own uh Trent Bolt at the expense of Jai Richardson and hopefully sell Marcus Harris. Um but otherwise, I think, yeah, Bolt is probably the one I wish I had that I don't.
0: Yeah, he, he's definitely one that I – you saw, I had him in my original team, so I'm, yeah. I'm spewing that I don't have him in there, but I just couldn't get the funds to work. If if someone like Rashid Khan is not good to go, he's an easy swap, and I will yeah. 100% go um, Bolt. Um, look, it's not without a little trepidation that I remove someone like Tim David. The price is nice. Um, He's got a bit of a sort of – he's renowned now with the old circles. How the Hurricanes use him, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. If I'm gonna regret it, but he's um not in there. Um Hose is not somebody that I'm regretting. I just looked at his stats and I probably felt fairly confident that he might even almost be the better pick out of I oh, will definitely over Lynn and and maybe even over Russell. Maybe because Russell's gonna have two back to back games. That's not the case. And I've mentioned at the top of the show Joe Clark. I love Joe Clark and you know, we—it's his second season. He was a real slow starter because I called him last year as my big bloke that was going to take the BBL by storm, and I reckon he did. Come the end of the season, and I was yeah. right, but I started the year with him, and I—and it was—and shot me in the foot and got me off to a slow start because I had Joe Clark there scoring tens and getting out for ducks, but I really think he might just hit the ground running um this year because he's they always do better you know like Hales has become a, acclimatized to the comp they come out here you know um yeah so you know he could be one of those ones on a double game round in round one that people take a part i see a lot of people who just don't even have jokes in their team so you know he's one that i worry about a little bit yeah that's fair what about yourself anyone else bolt just
1: bolt I think it's just bulk. I am quite happy with how my team has panned out. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't I, mind if, if some cheapies really popped up soon. Yeah, okay. it would be
0: nice. Yep. I, Give I, you a little bit more movability. I've already got two Nuffs and two sort of 100 plus K people there for loot purposes. So I'm probably, mm. um, you know, I'm probably where you'd be if you were hoping for cheapies. I've gone, but yeah. I'd like an actual cheapie that's going to play. It would be better whose jewel would be nice. Um, Well, it's been a terrific show. Um, Thanks for coming on, Nathan. It's been a ripping chat. I always th- worry about, I, I, I listen back to podcasts I record at night and I hate them. And when I record in the day, I'm a daytime person <laughs> and I sound better. I enjoy myself listening to myself on um, day podcasts, but I'm sure we've done a great job.
1: Yeah, I'm sure we have too.
0: Uh, anything else did you want to mention, um, Re the BBL? is coming up, um, you know, it's a few weeks out now. Um, you know, it's it's getting more exciting. I mean, it was nice to see Dre Russ come in. Um, a little bit worrying to see, um, you know, Rashi go down, who's like an absolute lock for your teams. It's all sort yeah. of happening and I'm getting excited.
1: Yeah, so am I. Just one final thing. You um, got put to me, the idea of picking James Vince in your round one team. And I didn't know what his price was. It's he's less than a hundred thousand. Um, what would your what are your thoughts on James Vince as a yeah,
0: star? Yeah, I kinda like him. Um, you know, you kind of I think of him in the same sort of mould and uh, price point as someone like Tim David, you know. So yeah. if you were going to go Tim David, why why not James Vince? You know, he's um an international. He's done really great things in the BBL at times. He's been a bit inconsistent, but he's in a very good team as well. And he's sort of a point of difference. Um, I prefer him to David personally. Do you? Yeah. I mean, if I was going to go like, someone at that price point, it'd be, I'd go him.
1: I certainly think that if the Thunder didn't have a double round one, I would probably own Vince ahead of Rosso. Um, oh, I I do like what James Vince can do. He's cheap. He's really he's been very good, and he's undervalued for what he can and will deliver uh, yeah. for Super Coach.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I, I I really like the pedigree of him. Um, and I just think you know you look at these ones, you're like, oh, it's a no brainer because of their price, um, and their role. And he's definitely somebody who ticks those boxes. I think um for price and role. All right, well, it's been yeah. lovely chatting. Um, we'll be back again um, soon. This one went for an hour and thirty, so hopefully you got a commute, and you, <laughs> you know, because I, we, I didn't split it into two. I wanted to get it out of the way in a, an hour thirty. The last one was going heading towards two hours, so oh, I had to yeah. stop it. But this is a one hour thirty, and you'll be fine.
1: Yeah, great indeed. Thank you for having me.
0: No worries. Nathan from Supercoach Guns. Follow them on everything. They've got a beautiful schedule of BBL info. You can't suck at BBL Supercoach if you follow the Supercoach Gardens. Um, they've got two handles. It's the Supercoach NRL Guns and the BBL. Follow them on both of them, <laughs> and you won't. You can't go wrong. You can't have a sucky start. Um, I, I probably I'm, – I'm, I need to bounce back this year. I saw – I'm in some leagues where they're seeded. And I'm in like seeded three and I hate being third. I want to be in the first. So I need uh, to bounce back
1: here. I'll see you in the high life next
0: year. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, oh goodness, I've got, I feel so much pressure on me to, to do well. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm already at full 10 leagues actually, because I play a lot of cashies. I mean, a lot of cashies and people are like, well, I'm, I'll join you cashie If it means beating you after last year. So we'll have to. Hopefully have a bounce back and win some cash, you know, or I'm gonna be oh. out of pocket. Uh, all right, well we're we'll talking again soon, mate. It's, it's been a pleasure talking to you again. Thank you. Thanks, mate.
1: Four. Oh, wow. Chris Lynn has taken the wild thing and yes, sent it. him possibly onto the roof. Look at the look on his face. He's just well, smile, what I do.
0: Even the wild thing's going well, I can't do much about that.